Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. All right, well, good morning, Milestone. So good to be with you guys today. Also want to welcome those of you joining us online. A lot of people on the road, traveling, joining us online, those watching in video venues and at a later time. Can we put our hands together and welcome everybody that's joining us, watching today. Awesome. We are continuing our series, Summer at Milestone Church, and we're doing it with an interesting format today. As you can see, we've got a panel. I'm going to introduce my friends in a second. This is the first time we've done this, and so if it goes well, we'll do it again. If not, you're part of a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity today, right? You look at it that way, you know, okay. I'll introduce them in a second, but let me set the series up. Again, we started this in July and just help you grow. Our word for the year is grow. And to grow, there are some engagement steps we have to take in order to grow. Because to grow, we we need to do something new in order to grow. And so maybe it's stepping into a new thing. And so these engagement steps we're putting in front of you, whether it's to, you know, with worship and being this abundant life God has for you, or last week abide, Pastor Tyron. Today we're going to give you some engagement steps. And the question I want you to be thinking about the entire time is this. What's my next step? God, what's the next thing you have for me to help me grow in my walk with you? And so be asking that question. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. It's also going to be on the screens here in a moment. As you're turning there, I'll do a quick introduction of our panel here, and then we'll go back, uh, you know, more detail as we get moving through the message here. But first off, on the far end, we got Ty Spinell oversees our connections and grow track. Please hold your applause until the end. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like a graduation. Just do it equal for each person. We don't want to, you know, but I'm just kidding. Tim Springfield oversees small groups. Uh, Pat Brown oversees our serve team. And Stacey Hatcher oversees our missions department. All right. We'll come back to them in a moment here. But Ephesians chapter 4, if you found that in your Bibles. Ephesians 4 chapter 11 says this. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Go back to the top, verse 11 there. So Christ, that's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself, he gave. He gave some people some unique assignments. Right, these unique assignments he gave to some people. Why? To equip his people for works of service. To equip you, his church, for works of service. So Jesus, who's building his church, right, he also is strategic. And he called some people and gave them these unique assignments. And their whole job is to equip, to serve you. Why? So the body of Christ may be built up. So that you would grow. So Jesus, very intentional here, called certain people, gave them these unique assignments, then to serve you, and their whole job is to help you grow. It's pretty remarkable when you start to think about it. So the best way I can illustrate this is it's a kind of a sports metaphor to help you capture this. Right now, even as we sit here, around the world, there is an event happening. One of the biggest sporting events in the world is happening right now. I know you're thinking, NBA Finals, that's not till tonight. Is it the British Open? Which could, it's, yeah. But there's something, a billion people right now are watching something called the Tour de France. 
right? Hold applause again, please. <laughs> you know, there are a billion people watching it. There are three in America, but one, I'm one. One may be in this one, room right now. Here. You're Just one. Of one. Them. <laughs> but I'm going to help you because. Here's what you need to understand. The Tour de France is a cycling event. I would show you a picture, but that many men in spandex in church is not a good picture to show, right? That's just, that's not holy. And so, but it's a cycling event. Hundreds of cyclists over 21 days, uh, they're cycling through France and Europe and other places. And here's what you need to understand. It's not 100 riders all racing each other. There's actually 20 teams. And these 20 member teams have eight riders. Now on these teams, out of those eight riders, there's only one rider that really has even a chance of winning the race. They call him the GC, the general category or classification rider. Only one rider out of that eight has a chance of even winning. Those other seven riders who are 21 days grinding, and this is, it's an endurance sport and it's painful, those other seven riders who are the best riders in the world, but they know their job is to help this other rider who is the best rider get to the podium in France and stand on top and win. So here's the point. Those seven riders, they have a name. They're called domestiques, or French, domestiques. <laughs> is that better? Am I saying it right? Anybody here know French? Is that, I don't even know if that's right. It's a little Gaston, a little, little Beauty Ga and the Beast. Domestiques, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah okay. <laughs> but so, but it, the word means servant. Their whole job is to serve that one person and make sure they get on the podium. You see, when Jesus, he sets apart these unique assignments, and basically he's saying, you guys, your job is to serve this individual to make sure that they get on the podium, that they win in life and they win in eternity, which means that you get to heaven and Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant. And so your milestone staff team here, that's what we are, we're servants. We're here to serve you, to help you grow, to see you get on that podium. So I'm gonna introduce you to some of our team members here today on this panel, but the representative of a bigger team, we got Pastor Mai, Pastor Polar, Pastoral Care, Pastor JP, we got a large team, but this is representative of some key areas that we think there are some growth steps uh, for you. I wanna start, at, we're gonna work from that way this way. So we'll start with Ty Spinella on the end here. Ty is our newest team member, a month on the team. Put your hands together, welcome, Ty. A month on the team, but most people probably thought you were already on staff for a while, because that's kind of how we hire. We find people that are already doing it and just pay you less to come do it with us, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but no, Ty was in the marketplace, really successful. Um, really a cool story of him coming on the team here is that him, business partner, his boss, he worked for for years. As we're talking about his call to ministry and him making this step, um, he was really like, you know, I want to, but I really feel like God has also called me to lead my boss to Christ. And so I don't know how to reconcile that. And so... Over a couple of years of talking about this, we got to the point where we gotta trust God with his salvation and you step into what he is asking you to do. And so we said, okay, we're gonna pray and trust God with it. So literally, we, you have the meeting with your boss where you go in and you tell him that I'm called to ministry. In his mind, that's like you becoming a monk. He's like, where is the monastery? Can we visit you? Can we talk? Can we get there? What kind of, you know? It's like, and so he's trying to figure this out. And he's in a little tailspin because Ty, another partner, is leaving the company. He reaches out to another partner and says, Listen, I gotta meet with you because Ty has lost his mind. Right? He's walking away from a great opportunity and he has this peace about it, I don't understand. And so the next day they meet for coffee, uh, his boss and that other partner, and he says, tell me, why does Ty have this peace? Why is he able to do this? And the partner goes, it's because Ty has Jesus. And then that, his boss said, how do I get Jesus? And that next morning, his boss, he'd been praying for for years, gave his life to Christ. Isn't that amazing? It's like, it's about trusting God. And then, so cool. And Ty, you've 
tell us a little bit about you, you, you coming in, your family here at Milestone, and also Connections Growth. What, what steps are available? Thanks, Pastor Steve. Yeah, it's really a story that only God could write. And um, I'm just so grateful to be here. And what I'm so passionate about is helping you and your family find what my family has found here. My wife and I came into Milestone back in 2016. And we came into church looking to find some friends, get connected, spiritually and relationally grow. And we also had a one-year-old daughter at the time. So we were looking for someone who could help us as new parents as well. And so I can even remember our first couple of weeks heading back to the house and uh, saying, babe, there's something different about Milestone. And at the time I couldn't quite put my finger on it, um, but we kept coming. We uh, just love the environment and the atmosphere. And um, when I look at a passage in Ephesians 4, I wanna read this, read this to you. Um, it explains what we were experiencing. This is Paul in Ephesians 4 and he says this. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And so that's what we were experiencing. That environment of unity and full of love, it was somewhere where we wanted to be. But we also had this desire to grow. And what I found is after sitting in the seats attending church for a year, we started to take some steps. And the growth that we were wanting actually happened as we started to engage and take steps. So this is what I believe, that as you engage and take steps, that's where the growth really starts to happen. Yeah. And so here at the church, we have some unique opportunities to engage in the environment here um, to help with that, to help you grow. And as we got connected and found some friends and got into some circles, not only did we feel connected and start to grow, but I also found my purpose and calling as well. And that's my prayer for you. So here at the church, awesome. I know it can feel big, but for us to make it feel small, yeah. we have what's called the growth track here at the church. So I wanna talk through the growth track with you just a little bit. And for us, the growth track starts in Discovery 101. Discovery 101 is exactly that, discovering Milestone Church and who we are as a church. It's an environment where you're gonna get to hear our vision and our values and the heart of our, just the heart of our church. Um, but what I love about Discovery 101 is we get to hear about you and get to hear your story and what it is about your family that you're looking to find here um, at the church. And really the story that we get to hear from you and your family really helps the connection piece as you continue to take steps. And that next step from 101 is into Serve Team 201. Pastor Pat's gonna get into serving here in just a minute, but Serve Team 201 is a great environment where I got to discover some gifts that God has given me and has given you. And in that environment, you get to identify those. And then you get to learn about hopping on a team to activate those gifts. And when you do that, just the purpose and the fulfillment that comes with it. Mm. And then finally in our growth track is 301. And this is my, my favorite environment. And, and here's why. 301, wanting to grow spiritually and relationally is an environment where both of those things happen. Good. Spiritually growing because you're gonna get to hear some core values of our church that's taught by different pastors and you're going to grow. But the relational piece too is part of 301 is you have a small groups portion. Uh -huh. And the small groups portion for seven weeks, you get to meet some friends. And say friends because we actually uniquely put those small groups together. And how do we do that? Well, remember back in 101 where we got to hear your story and find out about you and your family and your kids' ages and what you're into? We actually take that information and put those groups together. It's like, like it's a harmony. Yeah, it's matchmaking, right? It's like putting it together. It's awesome. Just do what we do for singles groups. It's amazing. That's it. No, but you take those points of commonality, same life stage, maybe empty nesters, or just kind of, it's, it's a big church, but we help to group you with people that you're in the same life stage with, and that just helps you connect. That's it. That's yeah. it. And so I think of even this session, 
I think of Chad and Melanie Paris. Uh, they're in the middle of 301 right now. Chad and I actually had lunch this week. We have a picture um, of Chad and his family and Melanie, but we, we had lunch this week and just discussing and um, we started talking about 301 and 30 minutes later, the conversation, if he was just engaged in talking about 301, Chad said this, 301 has been the key to making my family feel connected. When we first started coming to Milestone, we loved the atmosphere and the welcoming that was felt, but what made it all fit was 301. We now have friends in our lives that we can do life with, that we can support each other, pray with one another, and pour life into each other. That's all. That's it. And so what was cool about that is he started telling us they've already had dinner, and then he said, we've already scheduled two camping trips. I said, two? That's about, yeah, you I said, start with one. You better hope the one goes, yeah, yeah, go. goes good, right? You've already committed to the second one, but uh, <laughs> anyway, so I wanna encourage you with this. I'm not sure what step it is that you need to take. Maybe it is filling out a connection card, and I would love for you to do that because our team gets so excited to see those connection cards. Maybe it is Discovery 101, or maybe it is 301, but I want you to take that step, and I want to help you do that because I know what's on the backside of those steps. That's great. God's going to meet you there, and you're going to grow, and um, I know that he's going to help you identify your calling and help you walk in that. Come on, Ty. You're amazing, man. We're so glad to have you on the team. Love your heart. Love it, man. Awesome. All right, well, as you kind of get connected, come to the grow track, then you find real life in small group life. And uh, Pastor Tim Springfield, small group pastor, been on the team now almost 10 years now. It's awesome, so almost 10 years. And same thing with Ty, like he was just doing it in his gift, he stood out, his call. Same thing with Pastor Tim. We were praying as a church for a small group pastor. We started asking the question, Who's doing it now? Like who is the one that, you know, is successful leading groups and reproducing leaders and had the heart and, you know, Tim Springfield's name came up and we met for coffee and then found out that you actually felt called to ministry. You'd already been to seminary, you have an MDiv, right? You've been in ministry, God transitioned your hands like, okay, now this is all making sense, right? And so then you came on the team and we're doing what you were doing already so fruitfully, leading our small groups ministry, which is such a key part of Milestone Church. And so, Tim, you do it well. Share with us about some engagement steps uh, someone might take to take a step in the small groups area. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Pastor Steve. And it is my privilege to just be a part of our small groups team here at Milestone Church. I do love small groups and I love the fact that we're at a church that makes small groups a part of literally everything that we do. And you may be sitting there saying, why? Why do we focus so much of our energy on small groups? There's a lot of different ways you can build a church. Why build it on groups? Well, I think we do that because that's really how the New Testament church was built. Look at Acts chapter two with me. Look at this passage that describes the very first believers. And it says that they devoted themselves to something. So this is a high level of commitment. And they're devoted to the apostles' teaching. So they're devoted to studying God's word and to fellowship, that's being together, to the breaking of bread, so they're eating together, and to prayer, they're praying together. And all the believers were, and here's the key word of this passage, they were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had a need, so they're taking care of each other. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, and they broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And so what we see here in this passage is that God's intention, his heart for the church and for his people, is for us to be together. It's not just coming together once a week here like we're doing, which I love that we have this amazing building, and we get together to worship and study the word. But it's a phrase that we like to use is, you do life together with other believers. And that's what God has for us. And I believe that you find that when you get into a small group. 
And so from this, this passage in Acts chapter 2, we really find three practical reasons that we do small groups at Milestone Church. We do small groups, number one, to take care of people's needs. Number two, to help people connect. Mm-hmm. And number three, to help people grow. Mm-hmm. And those three reasons are at the core of things that we all need. You're, every one of us, we go through seasons in life where we need a support system. We need people that are going to come around us and really just walk with us and take care of us as we're walking through difficulty. We all want to be connected. I love one of the common things that we hear from people as they come into Milestone Church is how friendly this church is. But listen, we don't just want to be a friendly church. We want you to make friends at the church. And when you jump into Mm -hmm. a small group, that's where you'll have the connections and the friendships that you'll carry really through the rest of your life. And then, of course, we also want you to grow. And you can grow doing things on your own, reading your Bible, praying. That's all good. But when you include others in that process, it supercharges your spiritual growth, just like what Ty was talking about. And that's what we want. And so... When I think about those three points, care, connect, and grow, I think about uh, my friend Michael and Dana. I had lunch with Michael not too long ago, and they started coming to Milestone Church a few years ago. You can see their picture as well as the picture of their small group. And they started coming to Milestone, but they spent about a year just, just attending on the weekends, but in his own words, they weren't really that committed. They certainly weren't connected at all. And then something happened in Michael's life. So his mom had been diagnosed with a very rare form of dementia. And after battling with that for a number of years, she passed away. And when she passed away, that got him thinking about life. It got him thinking about God. And so he and Dana decided at that point, let's start getting more connected at Milestone. Let's start taking steps like Ty is talking about. Well, at that same time, small groups, our next small group semester was launching. And so they just logged on to the small group portal to try to find a group. And in his words, he said, we did it almost on a whim. He didn't even know what a small group was. He said, our whole background was traditional Sunday school. What is a small group? Like we're going to a stranger's house, but he logged on. (laughs) That's scary. It's scary. He logged on and he found a group that was just, that met nearby his home. And so they signed up and the first week he said, we parked the car and we're walking up the driveway to a total stranger's house. And he said, I'm thinking, is this going to be the worst mistake? Uh, and yet, I think we think, question. it's like, is this going to be weird? Let's right, just, right. Is this going to be, are they going to ask me to turn to some book in the Bible? I have no idea where. That's like a terrifying. Yes. Yeah. Pray. Lead us in prayer on your first time. No, and so but <laughs> the door opens, and what he finds is a group of people that are just normal. <laughs> They're just normal. They want to hang out. They want to grow spiritually, and they want to do life together like Acts chapter 2 says. And so they get connected. They start growing. They start serving. And then a couple of years, or one year later, then Michael's world is rocked yet again when all of a sudden his father unexpectedly passes away in his sleep. And so here he is, he's still processing the loss of his mom and now the sudden loss of his dad. And what I love is his small group springs into action. They text him, they call him, they meet with him, they pray for him, they encourage him. He told me that they brought meals so much for so long he finally had to say, stop, we have more food than we can even store and eat. They supported him, and he said, I don't know how I could have made it through that season 
if it had not been for my small group. He said, I'm not sure that my faith in God would have survived if it wasn't for the people that God mm -hmm. brought into my life. That's awesome. But you fast forward two years later, that group is still meeting. They're still doing life together. Michael and Dana, they're serving. They lead our greeter team for our five o'clock service. They're plugged in, they're connecting, they're giving it to others, and listen, that's what we want for every single person Everyone. at Milestone Church. Care, connect, and grow. We want you to feel cared about. We want you to get connected in deep relationships. And we want you to grow into everything that God has for you. That's awesome. And that's what, I'm going to reiterate that. We want that for every single one of you. That's not a special case, a special story. In fact, Pastor Tim and his team, they will work with you to help you find that group fit, that one that's close to you relationally. Maybe the group that you got into once, maybe it wasn't quite a fit. Maybe at different life stages. Well, they wanna help you make sure that you have that support system, those friends, and you're growing in that group. And so, awesome, Pastor Tim. Thanks for leading our small groups. All right, we talked about serving. Oh, that was a little golf clap. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Tim, for leading it. You do lead it so well. Lead it so well. Not that I mind a golf clap. I like those too. All right, but so serving now, Pastor Pat Brown. Now, Pastor Pat, like multi-talented, multi-tool athlete here. I mean, he can play piano. <laughs> I don't can, know what that means, but I like it. Let's go with that. <laughs> it's because you play piano and it's, you sing, and also you are the best baptizer hey. since John the Baptist. Don't hey. you love when Pastor Pat does <laughs> baptism? It's so powerful. You really are. So just under John the Baptist. Just, no one greater, but then I made Pat, the list. So. All right. But uh, no, but really what you're gifted to do is champion others, uh, to really get behind our serve team, which is over a thousand people serving during the week, the Milestone Church serve team, and you lead them so well. Tell us about maybe a, a next step engagement in the serve team area. Absolutely, absolutely. Anytime I talk about share, um, serving here at Milestone, I always like to take people to this verse in 1 Peter. It's 1 Peter 4.10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts use them well to serve one another. So I'm looking across this room, there's a lot of gifts in here, y'all. Yeah. There's a lot of really talented people. And when we activate, when we discover and activate our gifts, there's nothing that can stop the local church. Y'all know that, right? There's nothing that can stop the local church. So our team wakes up, like this is what we wake up thinking about, is helping you Everybody in here, discover what your gift is and then put that gift into practice. I mean, I'm just looking around the room. I see Adam, I see Ryan, I see Martin, Alexica, I see John, Mackenzie. I see so many people that have discovered what that gift is and they're using that gift and it's impacting other people's lives. I mean, one of the things that we like to say here is that milestones in every one church. Everyone has a role, everyone has a place. Everyone has a gift, but as you heard from Ty and, and Pastor Tim, we all have wants as well. Everyone has a want. Like, let's just keep it real. We want friends. We want to be included. We want to be known. We want to be a part of something. We want someone to know our name, someone to know what our kids are into, what their names are. That's when we really feel like we belong to something. And that's our heart. That's what I see happening time and time again, that when people really begin to feel like they belong, that God just begins to use those things inside of them. I think about Jen Tatum. I met Jen at 201, um, and she came up to me afterwards, and she said, hey, 
I don't even know what I'm good at. I don't even know if I have any of these gifts you're talking about. I mean, we do a, a spiritual gifts assessment at 201, and she took that assessment. She said, I don't even know. She said, I do know I can talk to a tree. <laughs> I can talk to a So I'm like, so you can make a tree feel comfortable. That's good, yeah. Jen. That's great. <laughs> so I said, let's just try something. Let's just, why don't you just try to be a greeter? Just go open the door for people, smile, make them feel comfortable, make them feel included. She crushed it. She said, hey, Come on over to the guest suite. This is a, a chance where uh, all of the, the serve team members in the guest suite connect with people that are here for the first time, answer questions, help them take next steps. She served there, crushed it. It was awesome. Mm. Said, hey, hey, I've got an idea. Why don't you go out to the front patio and just watch all the cars that pull into first-time guest parking? And when they get out of their car and they come up those stairs, why don't you be the first person they talk to? And she absolutely crushed it yeah. as well. So much so that now we have a whole team out there before every service. And she's actually the trainer for that team. It's awesome. And in her own words, she'll say, I feel like God's anointed me to do this. I feel like God's working through me. I feel like I was made for this. Come That's on. what Jen says. I feel like I was made for this. And when I hear that kind of comment, I'm thinking that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what God wanted for you, Jen. And that's what God wants for each and every one of us in this room. I think about... A guy by the name of Wade Carroll served here for years. Started as a firefighter in South Lake, got promoted to deputy chief, moved over to Trophy Club, was the, the fire chief there at Trophy Club, and now the town manager for Trophy Club. I talked to Wade this week, and he told me, he said, I learned really what leadership was by serving on the serve team. I learned how to influence people. I learned that it was all about relationship. Think about in the, in the business place, in the marketplace, you can send that email that says, hey, compliance is not an option. You can tell people, you can order those people, but it's like in a volunteer culture, you can't do that. No. I can't do that. People don't respond to that. Hey, go do. It's like you have to lead through relationship. You have to lead through influence. Yeah. And Wade said, that's how I learned leadership. And awesome. God's used him um, as a firefighter and now the manager of the Town of Trophy Club. He's learned how to influence people the right way. You know, John Maxwell, leadership expert. He says, hey, if you want to grow in your leadership, serve in a volunteer organization. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I, can, I could talk for an hour about all the benefits of you serving. I mean, Pastor Ty, Pastor Tim, they, they've all talked about kind of these, these friends and doing life together, and I agree with that. I've experienced that myself. That's what we want. That's what we want for you guys. And so, you know, I, I'm just reminded of this thought. We never look more like Jesus than when we serve. And think about that for a second. I don't know if you've read the story, John 13. Uh, Jesus, he's, he's having dinner with the disciples. It's the night before he was crucified. Takes off his garment, his outer garment, puts on this towel and starts to wash the disciples' feet. And they, they were like weirded out. They're like, hey, no, 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 no. This is, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, I mean, what Jesus said was, if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part in me. The pat paraphrase is, hey, hey, guys, guys, this is what leadership is. Mm -hmm. This is what serving is, right? So whatever you have in your mind, serving others is valuing other people. It's encouraging other people. And I see thousands, to Pastor Steve's point, I see thousands every weekend that value people they don't even know. And I want to invite you to be a part mm -hmm. of something like that because I know God's going to use you in a powerful way. Come on. Thank you, Pastor Pat. Thank you, all the serve team. Put our hands together for all the serve team members. A lot of you in this service. Awesome.
So we serve in this house, but then we take this heart of representing the heart of Jesus outside these walls into our community and then around the world through our missions, endeavors. And I have here Dr. Stacy Hatcher. I gave you your full title, MD. I mean, this, you're an official doctor too, an MD. And, but Stacy Hatcher, here's something interesting. She's super gifted, super talented. You've seen the impact through our missions, but it's not her gifting and her talent. It's actually her calling that she's been so uh, successful in leading us in this. And she was a practicing in Southlake, internal medicine, very successful practice. But then God rocked your world when he called you into ministry, again, for all of the extra benefits, right? I mean, it's a pretty amazing story of God calling you. And so uh, tell us that story and then tell us about maybe a next step engagement in the missions area. Awesome. Yes, thank you very much, Pastor Steve. So, yeah, my story is, like, I, like he said, I was practicing medicine, raising kids, living my best life in the suburbs. Um, and I decided my daughter, Megan, who was 11 at the time, needed to go on a mission trip. So I had never been on a mission trip, but I thought it was probably good for her to do, to do it. <laughs> good for her. For <laughs> exactly. Her, not, yeah. um, so I wanted to go somewhere close, easy, you know, not a lot of shots, those kind of things. Um, but we ended up in Kenya. So <laughs> not, quite, not quite my original plan. Um, and God definitely spoke to her through that trip, but like he said, he, he rocked my world in a pretty powerful way. And so I came back and started talking to Pastor Jeff about our missions department, what we were doing, how I could get involved, how I could help. Um, that led to about a three or four month longer conversation and where I just couldn't get it out of my mind. He told me we were looking for a, a full-time missions director or missions pastor, which we didn't have at the time. Um, and so it turns out that person was me. Um, so that would be 10 years in October. Come on. So I've been doing this for 10 years now. So um, you may be like me, just raising kids in the suburbs and not sure if you, you know, what you should do next. But I just want to encourage you, helping people that are in need, it may just be the joy and fulfillment that you're, you're missing in your life. I'm going to read a, a verse to you. Proverbs 11.25 says, Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. So it doesn't have to be a mission trip. We have quite a few of those brewing for next year, so glad about that because we're out of our hopefully travel restrictions um, to some degree at least. Um, but we do have trips next year for medical, dental, construction, families, all sorts of things. But you may not know this. You probably have heard about our annual serve day because it's such a big event around here. But we live missionally each and every day here. Yeah. So every month we're doing local outreach all throughout the month. We have our second Saturday serve, which you'll see more about on a video in a little while. But there's multiple different things going on at once that day. Um, we deliver welcome boxes to new families moving into our community, which may not exactly sound like missions, but it could be the most missional evangelical thing you do. You yeah. may not know this, but 80 to 90% of our 101 classes from out of state. So here we're used to going to church and, you know, so forth, but other places. Thanks, let me comment. I want people to understand really how impactful this is, your team that does these welcome boxes. And so we literally have hundreds of people moving to this region, like around, say, a 10-mile radius of Milestone Church every month. And what we do when they move here and they've not got transplanted because of work or a life situation or something going on and they're in transition and they're here and they don't know anybody, but on their doorstep, they walk out one day, they find this box, which is a box with a nice uh, yeah, it's a good box. It's a Yeti mug. It's, it's got, it's got, it's got some good stuff in it. Yeah. And they get this box, but what it really is, it's a lifeline to them. 
that they know that there is a church and there are people in this community that will drop everything to love them, to care for them, to serve them, to meet their needs, to help them find relationships. And it's just a lifeline. And so, like you said, in our class, we have 80, 90% of people that come to 101 and join each month, over 100 each month, and they're coming here from all over the place. But these welcome boxes say, hey, look, you're welcome here. And in fact, you're welcome to relation with Jesus. You're welcome to Milestone Church. We wanna serve you. So it's pretty, it's amazing. And so I wanna make a point here. If you wanna be part of that team, that's really easy. It's basically, it's packing the box, driving you with you, your family, and then dropping it off and just praying that God uses it. You don't have to talk or anything. You just drop it. You can knock, say hi to the ring, doorbell app thing, and then just walk away, and this is believe that God uses those, because I or know a run. lot of you. I mean, you could just run You could. Away. You could run. <laughs> you could, if you wanted to. <laughs> All right, sorry to interrupt you, because I, no, I think it's good. so awesome, yeah. we have so many people that come yeah. because of those boxes. Well, like Gary and Martha Bass, for example. Gary and Martha got a welcome box a few years ago, decided to give Milestone a try. They found a church home here, found spiritual family, got super involved, and they're actually now our team leads for our Welcome Box outreach. So, um, yeah, they've been an awesome part of that. But we also do lots of other things, not just on Second Saturday, but throughout the month. We serve refugees. Refugees are here legally. Um, We have a unique opportunity in Fort Worth to serve people from so many different countries and a lot of countries that we might not necessarily be able to visit. And so each year, I'm sorry, each month we do second Saturday with the kids and we do a fourth Saturday food distribution. But we build those relationships all year. And then in the summer, we actually take a mission trip to Fort Worth. We treat it just like a regular mission trip. So if you're looking for an easy on-ramp for your family, that's a perfect one. You can't, you don't have to travel. We treat it just like a regular one in a hotel, meal time together, team time, all of that. Um, but you can actually brush your teeth in the, bo- in the water. So that's always a bonus. Um, But each year we see lots of refugees come to Christ, lots of others come to Christ. This year was really special um, because one of the little boys that got saved just really wanted to be baptized. And so we decided who were we to stop him from being baptized. And we made a little trip to Home Depot, got a tarp, um, filled up the back of a pickup truck and made a baptismal. (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was was really fun. Stacey, tell us about that special highlight event each year. Serve day? Uh, serve day, but also the, the fairy tale ball. Oh, well, yes. So events is next. We were going to, yeah, we do a lot of events um, every year, but my favorite um, probably is our fairy tale ball. Fairy tale ball is where we invite families with life, uh, children with life threatening illnesses to come to just a magical night. So they get a night of dancing and a DJ, carriage rides, lots of photo ops, and really just a night that they can forget about their problems and let us serve them. So lots of ways you can get involved. Second Saturday, our annual serve day is always a huge, a huge hit. 2,200 volunteers this year, 130 different projects. So that's every spring. Um, but anyway, yeah, lots of different ways. Lots of ways. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Stacy. Thank you, Milestone, for serving. Awesome. Awesome. Man, you guys have heard a lot, but all of it's not for you. But I believe there's one thing that is. There's maybe one thing that God's using the Holy Spirit speaking to you and saying, hey, this is a step for you. Because that's the thing, when it's, when it's God that's calling you to take that step, on the other side, he meets you there. And that's where you find what thought was a step was really a calling. What thought was a step is really an area you're anointed in. What thought was a step is an area you're finding this fulfillment you've never experienced before when you take that step. So that's what you'd be asking, what's my next step? Right, of all of this, everything you've heard, maybe there's one thing, 
This is your next step. This is where I'm going to meet you. This is where you're going to grow. This is where I'm going to use you in, in a unique way. You see, we don't have a big volunteer push going on at Milestone Church. We're not even launching small groups. We're not doing any missions things that we're just trying to rally you for. There's, this is what we do week after week after week for almost 20 years. It's the same thing. If you look at the connection card and the seat back in front of you, it's the same thing. Your next step of engagement, it's the grow track. It's small groups. It's serve team. It's missions. This is the ongoing thing. And it's not just the ongoing with Milestone Church. This is kind of Jesus, right? He gave some to help to serve you, but it's just to do what he did. Remember, Jesus, he started off connecting. He found some fishermen and said, hey, come follow me. He started to get them in his grow track and discipling them. And then they became his small group. He walked with them for a while. And then he said, all right, I want you to be on my serve team as well. They would put on these events, feeding, you know, 5,000 people, teaching them, put them in seats and feeding them on the serve team. Then he said, okay, now it's your turn. Now the mission, the great commission, now you go make disciples of all nations. See, we're just kind of, we're doing this pattern that Jesus, he established, and we know if we follow that and you take those steps, that you're gonna continue to grow in him and grow in all that he has for you. So the question I want you to ask, what's my next step? Would you just join me in thanking this panel here for being great leaders and also being here today. You guys can make your way. They're gonna be out front, um, out here. If you have more questions, they're gonna be out there. Another thing I want you to understand is how accessible, I know there's this thought of, man, that they're busy, they're, and we are busy sometimes, but we're always accessible, always available to you. Reach out, ask us, and we will help serve you in any way that we can. If you're watching online, the same thing. We're here for you. Just let us know how we can serve you, how we can help you. Would you do me a favor? Would you bow your heads as we close in prayer? Lord Jesus, we just invite that question into our lives. What's my next step? What do you have? What do you have for me? What's that thing you're calling me into where you're gonna meet me there and I'm gonna experience you in a way that I've not yet experienced because I see you working through me. I see I'm anointed or gifted or I'm fulfilled in a special way. I find purpose. I find my calling when I step out there with you. So God, I pray you speak to each person here. Let them know what that is and give them just the resolve and determination that I'm gonna take that step. I'm gonna do it. For anybody here that your, your next step is that first step of following Jesus, beginning a relationship with him, uh, you can acknowledge that you're a sinner. You can believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sin. You can ask him to come live inside of you and make him the Lord or the boss of your life. And you make that invitation to him and receive his gift of salvation. The Bible says you become born again, a new creation. You can pray that in your heart and then you can come down and talk to somebody after the service and really seal that decision today. God, I pray for all of us here. Lead us into our next step. We're excited to meet you there and all you have for us in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.